Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am pleased to welcome Mark Cashman back to the show. Mark is a senior product manager on the SharePoint team at Microsoft, focused primarily on SharePoint Online, the mobile and intelligence intranet, and Delve in the Office Graph. The last time Mark was on with us, he brought news of updates to Delve and personalized search, but that was back in February of 2017. Today, he's back to talk about these content mountains we're creating and deeply personalized and intelligent search and the tools you can use to better meet your users where they need you most. Plus, uh, he's a, a professional podcaster now, so we'll be sure to talk about his latest foray <laughs> behind the microphone on his own show over there. Mark, welcome back to Shared Insights. Thank you very much for having me. And certainly those topics that you mentioned are always still top of mind. But boy, it seems like a long time ago. We've we've done a lot. We've heard a lot. And, you know, just recently we announced even more. So trying to refine always uh, not to, to deviate too far from what people know as the now. But, of course, we're always working on things and always open to feedback and what can be more clear and, and what we need to be working on. Well, that I think is the most exciting place to start. You know, as much as we don't want to have this conversation, uh, you know, land squarely in the realm of news updates that people can get, uh, you know, just about anywhere. Uh, I'm I'm curious if we could start with your experience at the SharePoint conference and just give me some highlights, the things that you're most excited about in terms of addressing these key user needs. What what really lit you up? Yeah, specifically around search, I'd say the the biggest announcement we made was that we're really trying to get uh, beyond it being a, an experience that only Microsoft can design. We know that in the past, a lot of people have built a lot of very strong search centers and a lot of strong search-oriented or search-based experiences. When you go to a page, there's a dynamic nature to it based on some search criteria. When I land on this page, I want to see certain things, certain document types or certain date ranges of content or just things that you know are being promoted to me on the whole corpus of content, what's relevant to me now. And as we start to build beyond just the search index, we want to be able to give people the ability to extend that search results experience. So a lot of that is look and feel. Some of it is just that when I make a call to then return assets on that page, we want that to be a page that you design that makes sense to your users, that makes sense to your business. There's a lot that we're doing out of the box. If you think about now a more pervasive experience of search, we're bringing that personalized search experience that we at least deliver you on day one to more places. So if you think about SharePoint, you go to a document library or a site and you type in the search box, you'll get some results there you're now going to get that same set of results beyond SharePoint, whether you're in an Office document. So in the Office clients, we have a a built-in search experience. If you go to SharePoint Home, if you go to Outlook, or if you're building your own extensible search uh, experience, what you're tapping into is, is not only that search index, but the actual graph that knows who you are and what you work on. So you're going to get sort of that zero query return, I just put my cursor into a text box and it'll show me essentially what I've recently been working on. And then as I start to type ahead, you'll see the refinement of that information. It's super quick because it's very tailored to you as you're signed in. And then as you commit to the search, of course, you're going to search across more content and always can up-level from there. So if you started in a site, you might want to see across a set of sites. I might want to see across the whole enterprise. And one of the new areas that we showed was what is that new search experience when you go to office.com? And office.com is that place where you can literally type in office.com and have a really nice fresh start to either launching into some applications, to read your email, to go check something on a team site, or to engage on a conversation either via email or something like Microsoft Teams. 
There's also a search experience. Below that a little bit is the things that you'll see. Your recent documents, your recent sites, sites uh, uh, content that you've shared out, and now this concept of discovering content. So one of the things we talked a lot about was just that pervasiveness of a search experience. And in this new era, a little different than when we last talked, was when I go to do a search, it may be more in a discovery mode. I just want to see what's happening around me, but with relevance, with personalization. And that, that's a lot what we talked about. Yeah, it, it, I, I want to back up just a little bit because you, you started that uh, response with a statement around how Microsoft is changing the way they, uh, the, they approach search, that it's no longer the exclusive domain of something that Microsoft can give you. Uh, and, and that seems to be uh, kind of an anchor to a lot of the, uh, the uh, points of entry for enterprising developers and institutions. Is that represent a, a more significant uh, philosophical shift than uh, maybe where we expected? Yeah, you know, I'll give you the two quick answers. If I were a developer, I would say yes times 10 in the sense of the new SharePoint framework and some of the patterns and practices that we've been adhering to to provide you these nice new modern client side and, of course, deep, rich experiences, not just a light, uh, small web part, but, you know, full page experiences, connections to back end systems and services, third party and first party. And that notion of the graph, there's a lot of power behind it. And, you know, we've been working to refine how we build our service so that it not only is performant client side, even mobile to the extent of how we build against with our mobile apps, that we want to hand that capability over to both our partners. So people like an ISV that are building solutions that are for sale that are intended to use Office 365 or SharePoint as a platform, right down into if I have a team that just needs to build out a quick solution, there are Things that you can do without code, but still tap into some of this power using Power Apps and Flow. But really, if a solution requires somebody who is going to build out something in Visual Studio or is going to spend some time and effort, certainly across months, to build exactly what they need, they should be able to do it in a way that not only is now, yes, possible, but also uh, is in parallel with how we do it. And so a lot of how we've unblocked what we want to offer in the service, so it's not just this lightweight cloud thing, but it's actually deep, rich, and extensible, or at least configurable, depending on the type mm-hmm. of user. We want to make sure that what we do is obviously a, a publicly accessible method to be able to then do on your own. And again, whether that's just a simple configuration of a page, we have a new web part called the Highlighted Content Web Part. And it's about the easiest way to create a really nice experience that a user could do. You literally are typing in either keywords or content types in a dropdown, and that will influence what the page looks like. And then you have a really nice, rich set of content that isn't search, but it also is not a deep, uh, a deeply developed solution. But if you take that to a developer and you give them the keys to leverage some of the new SharePoint framework capabilities, um, there's a lot more there. And that's a lot of what we wanted to get across. Not only are we using the tech, but we're now providing the ability for people to actually do it in the cloud in a way that's safe, secure, and actionable and also personalized in the sense of we don't want it to just be that they build off search. We want them to be able to build off this more discovery engine of what we call the Microsoft graph. Uh, There is an awful lot of content being created uh, every day. And so when you think about, when you you talk about the things that you're talking about here, uh, about making it easier for the developers, making it easier for uh, at least making the interfaces more approachable, uh, how are you handling it on 
the the data side, right? The content side to make the content easier to index, the content easier for these systems to approach. Yeah, you know, part of it from an end user is just what is that experience either to upload, download, to open a page, to use the content, to share it. We're trying to make those a lot uh, more lightweight so that if I'm passing a document around, it's a link to the document. It's not the document itself. It's not versions of the document. If by chance you have a, a method or a, a process in place where you want to iterate and create versions, version control is something that we've been focusing on um, and obviously managing through versions and even just through the life cycle of an asset. Some of the things as simple as a review and approval uh, workflow. Today, you know, you now can do that in a one-click type in who you want to send it to, and then we'll manage that through a pretty simple process. If you need to extend that or configure it more to your process, you can do that in line as well. But it really is meant to be a, a lightweight process so that the content may never move. It's the state of the content that might change. Is this approved to be published? Um, can I move it from my OneDrive into the team site and have additional policies and, and a workflow kick off? Um, so there's a lot of around managing of the content. There's a lot of having the back-end systems actually do some of that work for you, which could be auto-tagging, auto-conforming uh, you know, auto, um, uh, to metadata, or just even simple reminders that some information is missing. So we have a lot in right, the product right. that helps you move through those life cycles to make your content uh, more easy to find and, of course, more uh, repurposeful. We had a, a conversation on the show um, in, in a recent episode, and we had an idea. And I figure if 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 this idea is ever going to get it, grow legs, uh, you're the guy I need to seed it with. You, I submit a document, and within a few seconds, uh, Cortana calls me on the phone and asks <laughs> me the metadata that should be associated with the doc- document in the seed. When when will Cortana start uh, asking me for metadata? Because apparently that's all the rage now. I like it. I, I think uh, you know the the recognition of speech is there. The abstract of speech to text is certainly there, and that in a document is inherent, but now with video and even images is certainly there. To wire that up certainly might come first as a, as a custom solution, but I don't see that as too far off in terms of bots and some of those automated things, especially if it's important to have metadata properly filled out. Yeah, if you could do that with a user interface that uh, is audible or, you know, simple click of words that have been highlighted because they were extracted from the text and the intent of the asset, uh, I think is something that uh, isn't, wouldn't be too far off. I can't <laughs> disclose anything because I really don't have anything there. But Cortana is our friend and certainly other assistants are our friends in terms of how we plug into their capabilities. Um, we showed a few things certainly that were a little mm-hmm. bit more of the ambient nature and I think of the, the nature of technology is going there. We certainly uh, want to own that content management side of that so that no matter how you enter the metadata or no matter how much it's auto-populated for you, there's going to be that both a cognitive analysis of what it is. There's going to be sort of that validation moment where you say, yes, that is what it is, or yes, that is what it needs to be. And then the value there is what's carried over to the mass amount of people that then will consume it or more easily find it or at least know that yes this is current and it's something that I can take action on. That's why I love this because one day Cortana's going to call me and you and I will know with a wink and a nod that, this, that it all started <laughs> right. right here. Hey, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about the roadmap uh, uh, that, that we have looking ahead. How would you like to approach that? Yeah, you know the other area that we mentioned that uh, you know maybe uh, wasn't something that people were expecting uh, but certainly it taps into exactly what we were talking about. There's actually an update that we're bringing to the SharePoint mobile app, 
which we, we want to promote and certainly build as a place where you can go and do a really deep, rich search in the moments that you have free. When you have an idea in your head and you just want to turn quickly to find something uh, or to get something done and take some action, we are basically introducing an update to the SharePoint mobile app that revolves a lot around, around this value of the graph to be able to promote through to you things uh, that are maybe like instant answers or the ability to search for content or have content come to you as a notification, something of interest to you. Um, and so what we did in the SharePoint mobile app was we're introducing what's called the Find tab. And hopefully as simple as that sounds, it is what it is. It's not only a place to go search for things, but it's a place for us to have basically a list of assets and actions that are happening around you. Some things as simple as a notification. Something was uh, created and it's called to your attention and this is one place to go and see it. But as you start to go either look for people or content or want to discover people and content, to be able to promote that through to you, sort of like that concept of Delve that we talked about a while ago. Sure. And have that Delve-like experience plumb through, but really based on you, based on the people that you interact with, the content that you interact with, those things that are being uh, sort of uh, pushed your way, as simple as, I need you to approve this to move forward, you know, or I want to request access to this document. Will you approve me? We want those to be front and center and actionable where you can just tap and go, similar to what you can do in email. If you build out that uh, buttons within email, you can certainly do that. We want that to push through to even uh, more so of an actionable thing that you can do in the SharePoint mobile app. And a lot of that experience will be built on search. Um, so you'll see us invest a lot in that mobile experience. You'll see us invest a lot in the services, of course, on the back end. And just managing that sense of a notification, he took the action and now it's done, and carry that through to the next level of the process. That could be an out-of-box flow, or it could be something that you build with Microsoft Flow, or you know other technologies that will allow you to bring it to the end user, have them take action, and then carry it forward so that productivity keeps moving forward. That's very cool. Uh, that, that's very cool. And again, it sort of highlights that uh, uh, the, the more I hear you talk about uh, other parties and other solutions to, to tie into all of this, uh, this back end that Microsoft is working so hard on, it's, it's, uh, it sounds like a different Microsoft. Yeah, we hope so. You know, the value yeah. of what people are doing in Microsoft 365, within Office 365, and of course, on their day to day, the content they work on, the people that they work with, that's the most important. And beyond just being a platform, we're a repository for both the content and the actions that people take on that content. And if that can help influence them in a way to nav navigate through the, the mass of content to really target in on the things that are most important to them, that's something that we want to refine a ton. We will always give you the ability to store and find content as easy as possible. But if we can move into that, like you said, have Cortana call you, there, of course, is going to be that middle zone before Cortana calls you or has that capability. There might be things that are promoted to you that are maybe just for you to promote to other people. Uh, you know, to If you think about it uh, on a feed of information in your most common used social activity feed, you know, a lot of what we do is we see something and we promote it. With Twitter, it's a retweet. With Facebook, it might be a share or a like or a post. And we think some of those notions are important in the enterprise because just as valuable as I maybe come across a presentation that spoke to me, I maybe want to promote that to my team. That could be as easy as a, a link in a conversation. Or I might want to up-level it and put it into Yammer to broadcast it you know, more broadly. Getting from my discovery of it to then further promotion of it to then hopefully somebody else coming across it in a, a very organic and meaningful way. 
Um, that's areas that we want to refine to make it easy to do the proactive things. But then, of course, a lot of what we've been talking about is not reactive in a negative way, but just reactive in the sense that things will flow to you like that feed of information that's driven more by the behaviors of people behind, around you, not just the explicit actions of those people. Let's transition into your new show, the IntraZone uh, podcast. It is hosted by uh, you, uh, ostensibly the SharePoint team, uh, with a bunch of wonderful guests that, uh, you know, we like to look at them and say, hey, they're in the family too. Uh, let's talk about it. Where did it come from? How would you like to plug it? Yeah, so the impetus for the IntraZone, which for us is a, a way for us to communicate in between. So we've got things like the SharePoint conference, we've got Ignite, and we have these big disclosure moments. But we were really struggling with how could we, from a, from a Microsoft Out perspective, hold the conversation that was meaningful to people that are using the technology, are curious about what we're offering and what it can do. And so we wanted a way to kind of fill that in between with meaningful information, hear from subject matter experts both inside and outside the company, and of course to drive that awareness of what is it and, and what can I do with it. Um, so big focus for us is not to just talk to IT, not to just talk to developers. Um, we've got a number of channels where we, we've been talking to that set of users, and we will continue to it even through the IntraZone to have topics that we hope speak to those, those uh, worker types uh, or people. But we also um, have always wanted to find an, a channel where we could talk to end users and reach them either through their IT department so that, that people can maybe become aware of the IntraZone first because of the people that we have been talking to for years may recommend it uh, because a lot of the focus will be how do you use SharePoint? What does it actually mm -hmm. do for you in your day-to-day? -day? Uh, and it's not deep deployment and configuration or deep uh, development. Uh, we certainly will touch on those topics, but more to the voice of the user. So with the interzone, we try to have, of course, different topics like you each week. We do it bi-weekly, and uh, we've had topics like uh, the one that will be coming out this week is actually on the SharePoint mobile app, but not just to talk about the app. It's to talk about being productive on the go. We talked with the, the, uh, the engineering team and how they design the product, what's coming next, how they really look at enabling end users who are on the go through you know, this access point into everything SharePoint, which we call the SharePoint mobile app. Um, we did have an episode where we talked actually to your colleague, Jeff Freed, about search, and he shared a lot of what BA Insight offers. Uh, so not only are we talking about Microsoft technology, but we use the podcast to talk to third-party partners. And we, we always will have a segment where we talk to individuals like Jeff who can share more about what his role is in the community, but also important is what is that BA Insights offers to their customers, and certainly their customers are our customers, and we want to be able to give that voice to uh, the partner uh, ecosystem. Um, and then in the mix of that is just there are people out there that uh, are being recommended to us to go and talk with, and usually we'll have about a 10 or 15-minute segment that's just a discussion around a certain topic. So if it's about mobility, if it's about search, if it's about the intranet and how to think about broadly using both communication and collaboration, you know, the, the, the sort of um, fortunate side for me is SharePoint is connected into a lot of different parts of the ecosystem, both internally and externally. You know, we always talk about partners being 7x of what Microsoft can even offer themselves. And within the what we're doing, we connect to a lot of other technologies like Microsoft Teams, Microsoft Stream, uh, you know, of course, Office 365 on whole and Office itself. So there's a plethora of things that we want to just make super clear. We want to share news and announcements. We want to talk about user applicability. 
Um, and we really see the interzone as a, a great way for us to hold that conversation throughout the year. Well, it's perfect. Uh, it, you've got four episodes out uh, so far. The last one that went live is uh, the uh, SharePoint uh, Conference 18 recap. That was, uh, but you you got your next episode should be live in a couple of days, right? As we record this. Yeah, I uh, hope I hope it's going to go live today. To be to be honest. Oh, um, fantastic! But yeah, we that was our first foray into sort of recording one day and publishing the next. Typically, we're we're about a two week cycle, um, and always going in the studio, always on Skype, just like we are here. And you know, we, yeah. we keep wanting to get tons of feedback about what do you want to hear next, who do you want to hear from, and uh, we're just going to keep hammering down. Perfect, perfect. Well, you can find the thing. I've got all the links to all the assorted uh, uh, directories uh, in the show notes here, so you can you can find the thing everywhere. Head over to iTunes. as a podcaster. Let me tell you. Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and a comment uh, once you get to listen to it. That really helps, uh, but you can also find it in all the other uh, assorted podcast apps uh, uh, accordingly. I know that I know that you uh, said you'll put the links in the show notes. The easiest one to remember, and there's a number of them to get to the specific uh, distribution points, but the best place to go is aka.ms slash theinterzone, T-H-E. I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E. Uh, thank you so much, Mark Cashman. Uh, I sure appreciate you taking the time to uh, share the news and share your insights and this great new podcast. Go subscribe, everybody. Uh, on behalf of the fantastic Mark Cashman, I hope you'll be back uh, sometime again soon. Let's not make it another year, huh? I'd love it. I, we, we are certainly are always going to be uh, disclosing and pushing out a lot more. Or if you just want to hold a conversation on a specific topic, I'd love to support that and love to support what you're doing. Appreciate you having me on. And certainly appreciate everybody listening today. We'll be there. Thanks, Mark. And now, just leave it running, everybody. We've got a clip from the IntraZone. In this clip, Mark is interviewing Tracy Vandershift, the change geek. It's a great conversation and just a small segment of what you can find when you subscribe yourself to the IntraZone. Thanks to the team for sharing this clip. We are now with Tracy Vanderschiff, an Office Server's MVP, uh, self-proclaimed the change geek. <laughs> Welcome, Tracy. Thank you Thank very you. much for joining. Thank you so much. It's, a, it's an incredible opportunity, and uh, I'm very privileged to be here. What is the technology that you take advantage most day-to-day? I see things holistically now. I don't see... Um, apps and things are separate. Mm. And and when I train users as well, I don't. I think that's why Teams is great, because it brings a lot of stuff together, right? The thing that I see empowers most people, most every day that I use most, is Microsoft Office. All right. I'm serious, because right. we kind of skip that that's magic. A, that's a decent some part of our business. odd you know? reason, we skip that magic that sits underneath it all, and that's yep. been carrying us for years. And 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 on top of that, I add the other things that, mm. I, that I need. So, so if, if it's a how much time is spent, I'd say Office is still my foundation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's so much magic happening in Office. It's mm. unbelievable. I really push hard for people to remember those things as well, because mm. we're just looking at the new bling. And I'm going like, wait a minute. Yep. You've had these little diamonds for years, and you don't even know how to use design <laughs> yeah, ideas yeah. that came out like two years ago. Loving Flow. With Flow, I'm just going and looking at all the stuff I am using at the moment and making them work better together. Mm. So Flow is my catalyst okay. at the moment. Okay. And this has been The IntraZone, a show about the SharePoint Intelligent Intranet. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts.